it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast. Uh, a special this time. Uh, we're celebrating great news again by MI Academy. Um, the good news just keeps on running. So we're joined here by Patrick O'Brien and Connor Edwards, as always. Lads, you're very welcome along. Thanks for having us. Cheers, Kevin. So, Patrick, fantastic news once again this morning. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, kind of hard to believe, but it's uh, nice that it's out now and I don't have to keep it a secret. Yeah, that is for sure, that's for sure. But, you know, we'll not tell it all just quite yet. We'll let John Coyne tell it all now in a few minutes. But uh, I thought we'd have a wee quick look back, you know, at, at Rally Faf. Uh, what an experience for yourself and uh, the brother. Yeah, it definitely was an experience from, from the, the get-go. Uh, ultimately, it was just for, for one purpose, and that was to gain sort of knowledge of a rally that size for Croatia. So yeah, we definitely we definitely got a lot of knowledge there. And, and like what you know, what did you make? You know, you said the last time we spoke to you, you were going through the notes and you're going through DVDs and all that. Did that prepare you for what was in store, or was it still mind blowing when you got there? Um, I think the first stage, like the the rain that has been coming, or was there for so long, that it kind of took me and Stephen by surprise that it was so rough. We, from the videos, even from the previous year, it didn't even seem as bad. But like the rocks and the and the bedrock was nothing I've ever seen in my life. So it was just a case of picking your way through that. And even chatting to some of the big guys was was sort of the same attitude they had. So we were kind of happy enough that we weren't thinking, you know, well, oh, Jesus, this is, this is mad. They were they were saying the same. So no, I, I, the preparation was good, but I got my eyes open in that first night, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I love the quote. You learned more there in a the couple of days than you had learned in all your your career up to date. Like that, that says it all, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Like it's not the, to say anything bad about the rallying year, but the, like the gravel rallying year is it's the same type of gravel nearly everywhere you go. Like it's 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 pretty unique there. Like nearly every stage had there was sand to bedrock, like full mud and like fog in the mud. And it was just. A piece of, <laughs> Some places you were thinking, Jesus, I don't know about this, but no, it was a fantastic learning experience and one that I'll I'll treasure for a long time. That is for and sure. Patrick, like, you know, you had everything thrown at you from rough conditions to, you know, severe weather and the excitement of doing an event like that. How do you kind of keep the head to pace yourself? I mean, I know if it was me, I'd be overexcited and be off in the first corner type of thing. So, so like, you know, how, how do you kind of, you know, mentally prepare yourself and, and keep yourself, you know, um, checked the whole way through a stage? Well, I think that just comes from from the academy, working with Alan Harry. You know, the whole week up that we've been working along with him. And, you know, it's once you've won the, the stage done, you just have to reset and you know all the excitement yes it's brilliant but you have to remember there for a job you know it's 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 good fun yeah but you're kind of doing it for for a team now as such so uh once you have a stage done and the excitement is kind of gone and you forgot about that big moment you had it's <laughs> on to the next one and and, and have another moment <laughs> But the, is, is that that says a lot about the training you guys have been given that you are able to you know, put that moment behind you, you know, forget about it, you know, it's gone, forget about it, move on to the next stage, you know, and you no, know, do better, obviously, next time. Ah, exactly. Like, the help that you get before we even was on the plane, like, it was it was mad. Uh, they done so much help in the background, and, and not only just, like, the, the food, you know, the nutrition and everything, and a credit to, to Phil Case and, and his team. They supplied the food and everything for us, so there was no worrying about that. And that's just a small thing that you probably, if you went on your own, you don't you don't think of these things like so. It was fantastic, and and obviously Alan as well. And 
sort of John was the, the team boss as such. And he like he took control of all the paperwork first, you know, the paperwork for cars and everything and just left me and Steven's job a lot easier that we could just relax and do the D V D and focus on the recce and obviously that worked out well. Like the whole rally we never got one puncture, like so we were fit to do a good enough recce and there was people getting punctures around us everywhere. So I think we did a good enough job there. Yeah. And like, you know, I suppose it's a bit of a silly question, but are you satisfied with your weekend? Did you gain all you expected or is there always more? Uh, there's always more. <laughs> if you're not trying to fight for for more better positions, like, I, look, I always want to win. That's the kind of person I am. And uh-huh. when you're racing for 20th, it's it's not kind of who I am, but I just have to remember, I have to learn, like, it's my first time there and everyone around me had done the rally. I think the Lamhair stage is the guy behind me on the road was, was the sixth time over that stage, like, so. It's it's very hard to compete with that when you don't have the knowledge. Yeah. Sure. And like you know, then you know this, the you know at this stage, you know we've we've seen it down throughout the years, WRC and the ERC, you know the fast jump, you know the the, the gravel onto tar, back onto gravel again. Like to be, to drive that stage, even to wreck that stage, it must have been a real pinch yourself moment, you know, to see McRae's rock, all those things. That that's just that's that's special. Yeah. It's, it's, like it was unbelievable to be honest. It, it was kind of a pinch yourself moment when you're coming down. There's like a few hairpins down to the to the tarmac area, and then you see the big Scottish flag on uh, painted on the tarmac. Like it was something something else. And on the very last stage, we kind of had a bit of a gap behind us and and a gap in front of us. So coming down to the hairpin, we decided to give it a bit of a show. And I think I've seen a few videos. The crowds were were enjoying it. So it was nice to get back something as well. You know, we had a bit of a McRae moment with Polly Sector. So. It was definitely enjoyable, and I think even the jumps, like the the jumps on TV, they don't do it justice to what it actually is. They are massive. Like you're down to third gear, and you think, Jesus, this is slow until you until you get off the road. You think, Holy God! <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was some experience. Like it was it was fantastic. Yeah. And how, how, how intimidating is that fast jump? Like it just looks huge and then you're landing but you know in a very narrow space between two banks. Yeah, exactly. And the run up to it's quite fast. There there's actually a jump earlier on the stage, and like you're flat in the fifth gear for ages till it. And the corners kind of drag you on and drag you on until you land to the jump. And I'd say if they've got cameras there, that's maybe even bigger than the one at the end of the stage. It's huge and the car is kind of like off standard you know it's uh, the navigators up above you it's that's a big one but yeah once you get there the crowds and everything it's it's something special to say that you've done this before yeah and you know you you said you learned a lot what what's probably the key thing you, 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 that stands out for you that you you know you take away from the event that you that you know you've got experience of now i think uh it's probably the patience to be, to be honest you need you can't just go with these events like you would at home absolutely flat out for it just doesn't work like you have to be smart in your driving there's a lot more to it what, what rallying at home is it's just absolutely flat out as as quick as you can possibly go here there's just so much to be thrown up at you like some of the boys got the no fog uh, some of them did get fog some of them got rain it's just there's so big advantage for these events with the mud and everything and the experience they have it's the, the learning uh, I can't just put it put it down to one thing. We learned that much on on one event. It was crazy. Like it's it's hard just to put your finger on one thing. And then you know you're going to put all that new knowledge into practice. Um, but I think you know we'll let John Coyne tell the story and then we'll follow it up after we hear from John. So, like John, we thought we'd get you on to you know after Rally Mexico at the weekend. It looked an absolutely fantastic event. Nice to be involved in something like that. Oh. It was a fantastic event. Um, I did Mexico in 2020 with Stephen Joyce and we finished 15th and I thought it was a great event then. Going back this time is even better. Um, In 2020, we didn't get the third day in because of COVID. So I got to do that monster Otate stage on Sunday and just fabulous i mean all the state the great thing about mexico the stages are so good but they're all different 
you can't say like this is a Mexico stage because everyone has different characteristics. There are some similarities, but but like some of them are really, really quick. Some are very technical um, and they're all just so classy. It's yeah. it's fabulous. And then you add that to the excitement, the people, the passion for the sport, uh, just the crowds that are out there throughout recce on the event itself, the night stage in, in Guanajuato. I mean, and the, the mobs in the service park and the, you know, there's a Mickey Mouse stage in the stadium there uh, to take the rally to the people. And the whole thing is just amazing, the level of spectator interest and passion. Yeah, because that, that stage on the, the Thursday night, isn't it? The, you know, that one that goes in below the roads or in below the, the tunnels and all that. Right. That, that just looks absolutely surreal. Like, yeah. it, it must be a pinch yourself moment to actually drive down through that. Oh, absolutely. And you go, they started in a little square at the, in the center of the town just before you dart into the tunnel. And, you know, you drive up onto a raised platform to be introduced to the people before you start. And they have a turntable up on that because it's so tight that you can't get turned around. So they have a turntable up the top. You drive up, they turn you around to go down the other side. Um, and there's big gray stands all around it that they build for the event and the packed with people and you know you start out of that square immediate hairpin left and then dark down into the tunnel and a, a square right with that painting on the wall this year they had redone the mur mural with a Ken Block tribute um, but oh it's just and then you get down after, eventually a kilometer later you pop out onto the roundabout to do your two loops and again there's just banks and banks of people there uh, the the atmosphere is just tremendous. And can can you take all that? And obviously, there's lights flashing and all that. But do you hear the noise from the crowd and all over the engine noise? Oh, you do, ah. you do. And and on the way to that stage, they bring you to another town, Silao, um, which is maybe twenty kilometers away from there. And basically, you come off the motorway, you drive a couple of kilometers up to the town square there, and back again. And the whole way is just people each side of the road and whenever you stop you know it's sign autographs get selfies taken it's just a blast honestly <laughs> and then that you know that to me is what rallying should be like it, it's bringing rallying to the people it's not taking it away you know like so many events are hid away in an industrial estate you know in the outskirts of towns or whatever you know this is right. this is what we need to be embracing here as well yeah, and the service area is absolutely fabulous. There's a, you know, a big convention center there, the Polyforum, and <clears throat> they have taken one whole section of it, put in covered service area, um, and then each side of that service area, there's rows of like restaurants and cafes and stuff. Like the whole thing is just really well done. Mm -hmm. It sounds magic, it really does. Mm. And then, you know, that's that's even before the rally starts, you know, Friday morning, you know. It, it, yeah, it gets you in the mood for, yeah. like, <laughs> well, the, the recce is serious business, you know. Mm. Um, you have two days and really tight timing there to, to get in all of the stages. And now I had 80% of the notes from the previous time. Okay. Uh, so that was a lot easier to stay on schedule when you're checking notes rather than writing new. Um, but uh, yeah, we got it all done despite a puncture, but we had, from my prior knowledge, I had uh, rented two SUVs for the <laughs> two days of the recce. And, you know, I had Josh floating in one of them and meeting us after each stage pretty much. And we did need him because we got a puncture and it was almost perfect. It would have been perfect if he had arrived before we changed this. The old trust in the river, he was parked 200 yards away watching. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, he, he rocked up. We changed the, the trip meter and the 
the camera into his car and off we went. And then he went off and sorted out getting a new tire and yeah. being ready to, to really support us again. Yeah. So uh, luckily we didn't need the need a second changeover. Mm -hmm. But it is rough. Like in 2020, Oliver Salberg used three different recce cars to get the job done. And John, you know, it's a tough rally. It's tough from the heat perspective as well as the roads being rough. How do you pace yourself, you know, during the event? Well, I mean, the, the the real trick is to keep hydrated, right? That's the the fundamental building block of of being able to get through it. Um, is good hydration and and good nutrition. Um, but still, I mean, I also wear a cool suit, which is the the vest with the little small bore piping that you pump iced water through. Um, and that's about it. You, the rest of it, you just grin and bear it. You know, you get used to sitting there in a muck sweat all the time. <laughs> but I, I did mean, a little preparation. I was, uh, you know, I used to work in, in Asia for 10 years. And typically I go out and visit with the folks, the friends I made during that time, at least once a year. And I spent the three weeks before... Well, the three weeks before FAF, mm -hmm. I was in Thailand. Uh, so it was nice and warm there. It was 32, 34 degrees every day. And that got me a little bit acclimatized to what I was going to face when I got to Mexico. Yeah. And then, you know, the, to, you know, for stages like Chocolat and one thing, you know, the, the names that I don't know, probably strike fear in drivers across the globe to be yeah. sitting on, on that start line. like. Again, you know, is there a certain apprehension or is it, is it just another stage? It's just in front of you at that time. Oh, it's not just another stage. <laughs> it's one of the world's stages. It's like, and we were so pissed on Friday morning. The first stage of the day was El Chocolate. And because of the uh, two of the M Sport Pumas took wheels off. And so it got cancelled for us uh we got to run it the second time through though that was okay and then you know like uh owen uh, tracy sat with you like owen was supposed to sit with you in the harvest last year but unfortunately the harvest didn't run but the, that's right to go from uh you know gorta hork <laughs> to, to rally mexico <laughs> it's a bit of a leap yeah. of faith, but you know. i've got to say hugely impressive i mean owen did a fantastic job he he did all the things we're trying to encourage people to do in the academy structure. I mean, he he made use of all the networking opportunities. He he talked with Stephen Joyce, who was with me in 2020. He talked with Paul Nagel. He talked with Fuzzy, um, you know, to get advice on what he needed to do to be prepared. And he was prepared very well. Mm -hmm. And then on the day, doing the recce and during the rally itself, fantastic. He did a really, really good job. Yeah, but the, that you know that kind of was me kind of my segue into that you know the level of preparation that these guys are getting. You know, you even spoke about it there how you prepared. You know, you know your your nutrition. Your, you know your fitness levels. You you know you're practicing what you're preaching as well. You're doing the things that you expect these young guys to do. Maybe not to the same extent. Yeah, but but you're doing it. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of it. Yeah. I'm not doing as much as they are. Not yeah. by a long shot, mm -hmm. right? If you were to measure my level of fitness now it wouldn't qualify me to <laughs> spend five minutes with those young kids but, but uh, yeah I mean you talk about preparation we Josh and I flew over from FAF on the Sunday night um, after the the FAF rally and we arrived 9.45 on well we arrived into Mexico City at like 7 o'clock on Monday morning and in the immigration line, Seb Ogier was in the same line with us. He had flown in from somewhere else. But talking about preparation, as soon as he got on the 40-minute flight down to Lyon, he had the laptop out and he was he was looking at stages. Right? So, you know, when you see the top guys, world champion, multi, what is it, eight times, and yeah. a winner of the rally, mm -hmm. and... You can see why, right? He's all about the business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, definitely for someone who's aspiring to be him, then they got to put that level of work in.
it's just non-stop. Yeah, and it's at not even that level. It's probably to even try and raise the bar to you know because the, the right. every, everybody's at that level. It's it's tried to go over and beyond it. And I think that this is where the Motorsport Ireland Academy is. They are giving these guys the tools to allow them to go, you know, up that ladder. You know, the, the amount of things that they're getting that young guys now at 17, 18, 21 years of age, like at that age, you could only have dreamt of some of the things that they're doing. Well, I didn't even know I should be dreaming about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do with the academy is to distill 55 years worth of personal experience and oh, 500, 5,000 years worth of supporters experience um, and deliver it to these guys and girls so that they can basically get a leg up. Yeah, because, you know, we have been, you know, been very fortunate to speak to some of the guys that's coming up through. And, you know, yes, they're great drivers, they're great co-drivers, but they're great people, more mm -hmm. importantly. You know, they are just such lovely young men and young women. Like, that's, that's a great starting place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the real satisfactions from working with this thing over the last three years is not just seeing how they're developing as competitors and athletes, but looking at the way they're developing as young people, right? And, and kind of the life lessons that they're learning as well as the skills that that they're developing uh, in rallying, but just in growing up, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, Connor, I'm sure you'll back me up on this here. Like, you know, we spoke to them and the, the way that they speak, the way they, they put themselves across, it's, it is, it's a pleasure to speak to each and every one of them, isn't it? Absolutely. And I was in Spain um, in, in Saloon, the service park, and to see them networking away and making the contacts and going out of their way to make the contacts and speak to the people they needed to. It was really impressive. Like, you know, as you say, Kevin, 17, 18, 19 year olds, like, you know, I, I wouldn't have had the gumption to do what they're doing, <laughs> at the, you know, at that age. Yeah, well, that's that's what it's all about. Um yeah, it's about making and using contacts and, and networking. And I have to say, they really are taking the opportunity being given to them here, and they are making the most of it from what we can see in here. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the ethos of the thing is it's basically they'll get out a multiple of what they put in. So uh, the, the more dedicated they are, the more passionate they are, and the more work they do, the faster they're going to progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know you talked about you know Seb Auger sitting on the laptop for that forty-minute flight or whatever. Like at that, you know, yes, you need a certain bit of luck, but there's a lot of hard work goes on there as well, isn't there? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's a cruel, cruel sport. Like you know, <laughs> Oliver Solberg, you know, at the start of two thousand and twenty, thought he had the you know the golden ticket, and you know we just seen how cruelly Hyundai you know, spat, you know, sucked him in and spat him out. But now it looks as if he's going to turn that around, which is great to see. But yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's, a, it's a difficult sport, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, and a very, a very narrow pyramid at the top, right? So you've really got to, if, if you want to climb all the way up there, you you have to put in the work. But as and as you know, when you described what Oji was doing, and not only when you get up there do you have to put the work on, but you gotta keep putting the work in. But <laughs> oh it, yes. Yeah. There's plenty of plenty of folks ready to knock you off the top of that pedestal. So yeah. But it's yeah. also great then that the youngsters are getting to see that that's, you know, e even at OJ's level, you're still having to do that. You know, it's, it's good for them mm -hmm. to see that firsthand. Right. Right. And then, you know, like this year, you know the whole thing is, is rumped up another level again you know the the cars the way they're turned out you know the the the, the color schemes like that i don't know it was it like intentional or was it just happened that way you know they evoked the jordan color scheme from you know the 191 jordans and like that that got people across the globe talking not even just here in ireland it's just it's amazing the way that the whole thing has just caught the imagination beyond their shores yeah, well, I'll hold up my hand for that one. That uh, um, the yeah, the color scheme was derived from that 
that Jordan livery, which I thought was very striking and very simple. Um, and, you know, Eddie created a team and, and made a, you know, moved Ireland up to compete at world level. And I think, you know, having that as the genesis of our academy color scheme kind of states our intentions and uh, fits the situation well. And I, I think the way that Rally Design put my thoughts to plastic um, <laughs> worked out very well. Yeah. And and so what we did then, we having done the Hyundai's, <clears throat> we asked them to just, you know, lightly modify it to all the different available cars so mm -hmm. that we'd have a library of available stuff for academy members to personalize as appropriate with their own sponsors and so on to but with the base color scheme to run through the whole thing so yeah and you know it's so striking like you know and it seems that, that color scheme it suits every car like you know it's, 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 it's a Hyundai. it works on Eamon kelly's polo it works on king mcbride's rally two face the you know right or rally four festa sorry oh. <laughs> getting, me, getting me categories mixed up here but uh it, it, it's just it's as you say simple but effective yeah yeah i was really pleased with the way it turned out and and as you say it does translate well onto all the different body styles so mm. yeah pretty pleased with that effort for sure, for sure. but not not only at home is it being recognized but you can see in social media other countries setting up and taking notice at, at, at the work that's going on behind the scenes for for the academy well, it was interesting on Saturday, we were sitting with some of the other drivers in the shade of a a house wall before we went up to the start of El Mosquito. And, and uh, a couple of guys rocked up and started chatting with Owen. And it turned out they're from Ecuador and they were asking all about the academy because they're looking at starting some similar thing there. Um, also on the rally in Mexico, there were four Renault Rally 5s, Clio Rally 5s, that are, there's one of the local TV stations in Guanajuato has a, or in Leon, um, in Guanajuato, Guanajuato province, they sponsor that team and they have like a reality show involving the four, well, they have five cars actually, but one of them didn't do the, do Rally Mexico, but it's doing similar things to what we're doing in the academy, but it has this reality show twist to it because it's fronted by a TV station. So, and and they were interested in the details of what we were doing so that they could learn from the good and hopefully avoid the bad and mm -hmm. so on. <laughs> and like, you know, not only is it, all driver centered or co-driver centered it's the, the you know the mindfulness and all this here you know with alan here on we spoke to alan a few a couple of months ago now at this stage right and this the, you know yes that you know the the part and the car is very important but it's the preparation that goes on beforehand it's what's in your head from your starting that stage all those things are all contributing to to help to lift these guys and girls up to this next level yeah and and that's what we're trying to do i mean the the um and i think so far uh, going quite well i mean that the i'm really pleased about the the j1000 initiatives and the and the kind of head of steam that j1000 is getting up when i sean and i talked first about the academy um i think there were three entries in J1000 in whatever forestry rally was closest to that meeting. And that's mm -hmm. only three years ago. And we had something like 16 or 17 entries uh, in the first rally of this year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's super to see. And we're, you know, I know Sean and Ray Fitzpatrick were working on that way back in the day. And Ray got it across the line to get those youngsters allowed in, in the forestry. And John Quill is very enthusiastic about it, having taken on the forestry mantle. And then we've got the autocross committee putting in the class for the J1000 with a co-driver. 
So it's a fantastic encouragement and entry point for the for the youngsters. And on 11th of April, we have like a junior development day for the J1000 folks um, where they can come along with their own cars and, and get some tuition and get advice on all the basic stuff like physical fitness, mental fitness, and so on. Um, a kind of academy light program uh, to help those folks get started. And and really the icing on that cake is Craig Breen coming in with his support of that category and, and giving some of his time, which he intends to do through the year to help those guys. I mean, he's all very already very supportive of the guys at the top of our pyramid, like Josh and Patrick and, and so on. And absolutely fantastic with giving advice and support and encouragement to to the academy members. So it's it's really super to see the way the rally community of competitors um, who have reached a, a high level are so supportive of the youngsters coming up and giving their time to help them and answer questions and so on. Yeah, like that, you know, that is rallying you know, we keep seeing this at home and that, that obviously flourishes around the world, how small a community it is and how tight knit it is. You know, if some guys broke down at the, you know, the, the end of a stage or at the start of a stage, the other competitors is in rallying around to trying to get the cars sorted and get, you know, get the guys to a stage or whatever. Right. You know, that, that extends to the world level, you know, as you say, Craig's helping the likes of Josh McGurley and Patrick O'Brien, you know, uh, Paul Nagel, Grace O'Brien spoke about Paul Nagel, you know, help, she was helping Paul with his, uh, you know, his schedules and whatever last year. You know, that's, that's, well, you know, that's the kind of encouragement these guys need. Yeah, I, and it's invaluable. I mean, having that depth of, of knowledge and experience and the willingness to share it with the next generation is, is superb. Yeah, it really is, you know, and like, you know, we have been blessed in this end, you know, we've had Craig Breen, we've had Chris Meek with Paul Nagel, you know, and, uh, you know, not even going down, you know, like Terry Harriman, Ronan Morgan, all these guys, for such a small nation, we have been punching above our weight for so long, but with this initiative that you're behind, you're going to keep us going forward, you know, we shouldn't be content with what we have, we can do better, and you, you're going to help make that happen. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, my objective in setting the thing <clears throat> up is to create a, a champion within 10 years. So we're we're doing pretty well on that. I mean, we've already got two co-driver champions. We, mm -hmm. we have James Fulton, who was junior WRC2 uh, last year and who now has a full-time professional job at sitting beside Craig Breen at the very sharp end of the uh, world rally scene. And mm -hmm. I think a, a good chunk of that is the, you know, rapid forced learning through the year sitting with Josh. And then Brian Hoy sitting with John Armstrong uh, won the JWRC co-driver championship. So we've two world champions. We've got a, fastest world championship event stage time from josh in portugal last year mm -hmm. and uh you know several uh, a rally win in jwrc for william and in, mm -hmm. in sweden and uh a platter of podiums you know yeah, so I, and uh, not just the one in sweden an emphatic one in sweden that has to be said you know like yes <laughs> you know there was a, something happened outside you know their control but the way they dealt with it, like that was all going back to the academy, that they didn't get flustered, they didn't get annoyed, they just got right. on with the thing. You know, they had the wherewithal to, right, it's happened, deal with it, you know? Yeah, indeed. So, you know, it's very encouraging in a very short time. We've been able to take the identified talent, if you like. And I think one of the great things is that there was already in place through the Billy Coleman Award structure, mm. there was quite a good selection process in place to identify talent and to kind of qualify it in terms of assessing the level of passion and the level of willingness to work um, to select the first couple of classes of, of academy members. And I think we 
you know, we had some very, very good material to work with. And the results achieved already are demonstrating that. So, I mean, that was really good. I think the, the, uh, being having you know that process also produced a number of uh, female drivers and co-drivers that that we're working with um so it's not just the an old boys club no mm -hmm. and uh, you know i think i think we've been making some really really steady progress and we're we're learning all the time right mm -hmm. you know it's not that sean and i and and philip case who we chose in the early days to run the the WRC2 program or WRC3 as it was back then. But I mean, he's highly invested in this program too and is a super resource for the, for the folks coming up. Um, but yeah, really, really pl pleased with the, the progress so far. Um, this year, you know, we've taken the sharp end of the stick another level in making a decision to run two cars in the WRC2 championship. Um, we run the two cars in the, in the seven events, one for Josh. Uh, and then you saw William out in the other car in, in Monte Carlo. Uh, Patrick O'Brien will be in, in that second car in Croatia. Um, so, you know, we're, we're taking the kind of the second years and giving them a a couple of outings in the in the WRC two car and in the WRC two category to raise the their game and to force feed uh, a lot of learning in a very short time. I mean, if you if you talk to Patrick about his experience in ERC in Portugal, where you know he he brought his own car. Uh, as an academy entrant and you know he benefited from having one of the philip case one of the pcrs recce cars properly prepared skoda scout to do his recce in and and then his r317 motorsport guys were in the same tent with the pcrs boys and when he tripped over on the qualifying stage you know we were able to put the group of resources together to get him turned around and back out again so you know some significant benefits but he would tell you that he learned more in those two days of rallying than he would learn in a full season at home um because it's really it is another level of seriousness and and the i mean the stage conditions were appalling but you know that's how you learn that's, uh, you know, if you don't do them events, you never learn how to deal with those right. things, do you? No. I mean, Paddy had never seen ruts like these before in his life because we don't run enough cars through the forest in Ireland to make no. the ruts. No. <laughs> um, and that's that's true, but unfortunate, but true, right? So uh, you have to go, if you want to get to the top, you have to go experience these different environments and, and really... Uh, these kind of events force that learning and accelerate the rate of learning, and that's what we're we're trying to do. And John, so, when when the guys go out to do the the European events and the world events, where you know where are the benchmarking themselves against? You know, who how how do you pick a marker within their categories? Well, I think the you know that's that's a very good two way thing in that. You know, we had a few two-car runs in the previous year with Josh, but with a gentleman driver in the other car, which really was very useful for the gentleman driver to look at what Josh was doing, but it wasn't all that interesting for Josh to look at what the guy who was four seconds a kilometer slower than him was doing, right? So um, the good thing about having the next level guys in the same car on the same event is that we can patch the data side by side over top of each other and the other guys are close enough to Josh that he learns something from it and they are close enough to Josh that it's reasonable to uh, look at his data and aspire to apply it right straight away so uh, having having a couple of guys who are within a second kilometer of each other means that the data is way more valuable for both of them 
Now, we also, because of the relationship with Hyundai, which we've had a very, very good relationship for the last three years, um, we have access to the works Hyundai team data for WRC2. So again, that allows driver technique comparison and uh, you know setup comparisons and so on that that uh, helps us to to move forward faster. So I think it's going to be another big step for for Patrick next whatever it is now two weeks away we'll be landing in Croatia to get start recce and, well to do the pre-event test and then start recce and get stuck in so his Galway experience will be good for that mm -hmm. nice shiny tar and slippy and wet and muddy and, and he'll have all of that in Croatia how, you know like Galway you know the guys at the front were absolutely hammers and tongs and then Paddy comes in as cool as a breeze Blinder. and blows the times away you know the guy has such talent and yeah. you know and you look at his, his driver profile he has done so little events really in comparison to to so many other drivers out there yeah but he's got a really good attitude uh, he's got you know he's got the basic skill and he, but he has a really really good attitude to analyzing what he's doing and doing the step-by-step -step improvements and is that that is vital that that's going to be the key isn't it that yep. he is and he's like a sponge he wants to to, to take all that as this information and make it applicable to him right exactly so um yeah looking forward to to seeing him on the in the hyundai on the tar in in croatia that's going to be fun and uh another another big learning step for him so you know stay tuned as we go through the year Eamon will get a run in the car as well and um you know we're, we're still finalizing who does what mm -hmm. uh but we'll be we'll be running the two cars in each of the seven events so that's that's the the, the wrc2 plan as you know william and and Eamon are both in the jwrc for the five rounds mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, you saw Josh and Faf, and he'll be out in in a number of other ERC rounds later in the year. It was a you know it's a big ask to expect a young driver to turn up for seven World Championship events with essentially no other events on his calendar mm -hmm. and compete with guys who are at a very high level of testing and and stage mileage. Uh, I mean it's a huge huge ask. So we decided that that adding some ERC events in that were appropriate to the, you know, complementary to the J to the WRC events mm -hmm. would be a good approach. And likely we'll have some of the other drivers, you know, in their own cars as second cars on those ERC events so that we can give them some support, but put them in a, a challenging and stretching type environment at yes, the same yeah, to time. help them develop as well obviously yeah, right so. Mm -hmm. right wow. so so that's the outline plan for the rest of the year of course don't forget we've got a we've got the next class <laughs> working away in in the rally four cars yeah. you know mm -hmm. folks like kyle and Aoife and uh yeah so, the, so many guys coming through like, you know yeah, and then already got, this year like there's there's new town up here, you know, the likes of Jack Brennan, you know, he's yeah, definitely got... going to be a star of the future, you know, uh, yeah, Kyle McBride, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, we're in such a, a good space at the moment, aren't we? Right. And Joe Brown and, Joe you know, Brown. so there's, mm -hmm. we're just, we're spoiled for talent. The real yeah. issue is how do we bubble them up and, and yeah. get the, get the hard workers and the, the most talented to come up to the top. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know that, you know, what you're doing keep doing it because it's working and uh, you know it's from our point of view looking in uh, it just seems it's a great opportunity to these young people and like as i say great competitors everything else but they're great people and i think connor you know i think that's that's his volumes for you know this you know this academy that everybody that we spoke to has been just so given of their time and you know the level of detail that they can go into, the way they can speak, like at eighteen or nineteen years of age, 
I would have had a clue, and they're fit to, you know, <laughs> the things that they're able to put across in such a, an easy to understand way. I think it's an absolute credit to everybody involved in the academy. Well, thank you. Uh, we're so the next step now. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but next week, like I'm getting on a plane on the twenty sixth to go to Spain, where PCRS are based at Motorland Aragon, which is a big motorsport complex there in in Spain. And we have, I think, ten academy folks going out there. We have a gravel test day on the Monday. We have a classroom day on Tuesday. We have a tarmac test about three hours north of there on the Wednesday. And then we have a day at the workshop on Thursday where they'll get to practice what I already know how to do. And Owen knows what to do, replacing broken suspension arms in the middle of the stage um, <laughs> to make sure that you get to the finish. So, um, you know, we'll have them practice all of those kind of tire rotations front to rear, changing anti-roll bar settings, changing suspension arms, changing alternator belts, what the engine hot, all those kind of things. Um, so, you know, Josh and Patty and Eamon and their respective co-drivers, Kyle, I think Aoife is going, um, Ronan Comfort's going. So there's a bunch of of folks going for the week to get force fed. And we have, through working with Hyundai, we have Timo Sunanen coming along to coach the drivers uh, on both gravel and tar. So, I mean, it should be a good week of intensive training there. So I'm looking forward to that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Just the, the level of detail you're going to, you know, where, where it's taken other people years to get that experience. That's that's just amazing, genuinely. Yeah, well, I mean, if you we're in it to win it, so you've got to put in the effort, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, fair play, John. Well done. It's, it's, uh, it's just amazing to hear everything that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Of course, the only problem is the the only problem now is the funding threat, because I hadn't sat in a rally car for 18 months because I was too busy with all this academy stuff. <laughs> Um, you could have again. <laughs> yeah, I might have got bitten by a contagious bug there at the weekend, and might have to divert a lot of funds away. <laughs> Fantastic there to hear from John and like the stories and the the new revelations just kept coming and coming. Uh, he, he just wanted to make sure that we mentioned Don Buckley for providing the car and Kev Peanut and Pete for running the car. The car run faultlessly for the weekend for them. He also wanted to make a special mention of Josh McLean. He done everything at the weekend. He got behind the scenes. He got doing Ricky support. He was doing coordinator. I think he was doing nearly everything. But the big news is, and that's why you're here, Patrick. You're going to Croatia and the the Hyundai. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Can't wait to get going now. The news is out. I've been keeping this in my pocket for quite a while now. So yeah, really can't wait. Connor, like, you know, we were hearing this news that we recorded this the other night and like, we're here to be Patrick and we thought, that's the big news. But the news just kept on coming and coming. It was mind-blowing, wasn't it? It was. It's it's incredible what's going on, what the, the, the Academy's been doing and what's planned, you know, for the future as well, what they're, they're, they're looking to continue doing. So uh, it's just honestly phenomenal news and uh, the fact that there's more to come is, is great as well, so. Um, just and an a fantastic opportunity for you, Patrick. Absolutely blown away for you. I think it's amazing. Oh, yeah, because like this time last year, you were starting out in the Irish Forestry Championship, looking to get you know, get some miles on below your belt, and now you're ready to go to Croatia to start around the WRC. Can you believe it yourself? Uh, it's hard to believe. Like me and David was just saying a few few days ago that we were going to Bali Warney, thinking that was a, a big thing. Now we're heading to Croatia, like we. It's truly mind blowing. Like I really can't believe it's happening. But you know, it's down to the academy team and John Coyne. This, it's, these things would not happen without these people. Like it's unbelievable, and I'm really, really happy to get this chance. And hopefully, I can do them proud. Yeah. Patrick, just like literally, just less than a month to go. Like, what's the preparation? I'm sure there's a lot of hard work ahead of you. So, what's what's the preparation you're going to be in, driving the Hyundai, which will be new to you? Then obviously, you know, asphalt as well and a new, you know, a new event or a new country you haven't been to before. What's involved in the in the prep? Um, well this actually this weekend we're have a development day. So 
then we fly out to Spain. We're doing a test in the Hyundai and the tarmac and gravel. So a few of the academy members are actually doing that, but not just myself. And then the DVD work, like I nearly burnt out WRC plus watching Croatia. <laughs> I could tell you every note that Craig Breen has written, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, that's as, as much preparation sort of as you can do with, with the videos. There's no like video for the event or anything. Or, so you just have to watch WRC plus. And uh, it's quite similar nearly to Galway, to be honest. It's a lot of mud on the road. Okay, it's a lot wider and the surface will probably be a lot different. But in general, it's kind of what Galway is. So going there was probably the right idea. I kind of knew this might happen. So that's, that was the reason for going to Galway. I think that, that's what I love about the academy. You know, like you going to Galway, I thought that's a bit of an oddball, you know, like unless you're turning, you know, but there's always, there's, it's always a step to something else. That's all, they're, they're, they're planning way down the line and, you know, to the rest of us looking on, it looks, that's a bit of a weird oddball there, you know, but no, there's a, there's a reason for it. Exactly. And Portugal was the same. It was just sort of to get my eye around what these rallies are like, these big rallies and going to different countries and just random stuff, like even getting around the, the city, you know, you just have to get used to these things. So that's that was the reason for that. And I think, well, it's hopefully that we'll get to do some more ERC in, in my own car in, in the Skoda, maybe around Latvia. That that could be a chance. We're in talks with that. So hopefully that will lead to maybe something else in, in the gravel. And, uh, you know, at this point now, you've probably done more gravel rallying than you have done tarmac rallying, but equally comfortable neither. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me too much, to be honest. Like, uh, since I was nearly 11 years of age, I did tarmac in, in the meat courses, so I still have a little bit of tarmac experience. I was nearly sick of tarmac when, <laughs> when I got to the gravel. So, yeah, well, obviously, it's a, a different ball game on the roads, but now I'm really looking forward to it and can't wait to get going. And like Croatia is going to be something else. Like we can't forget, like you know, yourself's going, Josh McLean's going, and then the two junior guys are going, you know, Will and Eamon. Like four cars from, you know, the MI Academy. Like that, that what can we say? Like this is mind blowing stuff from this country is providing that level on the world stage. Yeah, I know it's it's mad. Like if you think back a few years before before this academy we had no one there, to be honest. Okay, we had Craig Breen, but Craig was going to be there anyway. He's an exceptional driver, and he had the job done. But but now, like this, you know, if you said four years ago there's going to be four Irish guys driving in, in the World Rally Championship, you would you wouldn't have believed it. Like, that's just like it is, you know. And like, not only you know, there you know, there's eight people there. You have you know, Craig and James, uh, Aaron Johnson. You know, that's like. For the size of this wee country, we are punching so far above our, our weight. It's brilliant to see. Exactly. And also with the two-car team now as well, with the, the MA Hyundais. Like, it's unbelievable what we're doing. I think you know, other countries could nearly be jealous of what we're doing. Yeah, but they, they, they have to be. They have to be. And like, this will, you know, you will get information from Josh, who has, you know, done so many events last year. Like, so, but you will also help Josh because you know you'll push him and lift him to that next level as well. You know this will benefit everybody. Exactly. Even with the test before Portugal, like I know it wasn't the same cars, but we were for the top tire strategies and stuff. And Josh is open to help. Like I'm open to help anything I can do. And I think it'll be a really good, a really good idea to have two cars there. And you know Josh is not on his own either. Then so yeah, yeah I think it'll be a really good idea. Yeah, I think Connor, like you know. We said earlier, you know, that this academy keeps getting better and better. Like, for, you know, these guys now, there's also already another line of talent coming on. Like, this, you know, it's, it's amazing where this country can go in the next few years. It is, you know, it's fantastic with the, the junior 1000s and that, you know, there's a great stepping stone. And, and I, the way the academy has gone this year with <clears> that real team feel to it and the, you know, the, the cars are prepped the same, they look the same, you know, it's a real fantastic vibe. And, you know, Patrick, as you mentioned, you, you know, 
few years back, we were all looking with envy at what France was doing and how their motorsport association was setting up and bringing people through. And as you say, we're now becoming the envy of, of other countries. And, and you know, what do you call it? Even if you look at the UK, which would have been one of the places you would have went to to, to start a motorsport career. You know, you can see from social media, they're looking at us going, OK, what, are, what are, you know, why are they not doing something similar? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh... It's it's unbelievable what they're doing and like ultimately if you put the hard work in uh, when you're in your junior one thousand car watching what we guys are doing if you put the hard work in you will be there like there's, there's no reason why you can't make it uh, John and even Sean will tell you like the chance is there you just you just have to give it all give it your all like and it's it's a dream but you have to go and chase it yeah I could you know we're already seeing you know the likes of Jack Brennan. I think he's going to be a phenomenal talent. This year, uh, young Grogan has appeared in the, uh, a 208. Like, yes, he was about before COVID, but he has launched himself, you know. Uh, and then all those guys in the junior 1000s coming up through, like Casey J. Coleman's all, you know, he's made the, the move across. Like, you know, this conveyor belt of talent, it, it just keeps rolling on. And it's fantastic to see. Like, for so many years, we were kind of, this Ireland was regarded as the guy, tarmac specialist country. But that's gone beyond that now. We are, we can go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or even quick in the snow if you. William Oh, definitely. And just as you were saying there, but the junior one thousands, even Kelly McBride, what, what he's doing there as ah, well. Yeah, he's going to be a fantastic driver and I'm going to be a great talent as well. Yeah, like you know that, that because there's so many, you know, it's not just one driver anymore. It's, like there's five or six if or after it, you know what you know what she've already achieved in such a short time as well it, it, it really is fantastic to see um and like you know Croatia's coming up hopefully a few more rounds of the ERC you know is there anything in the pipeline closer to home or is it all kind of concentrating on what what you know the bigger picture I suppose um I think we'll get uh, Croatia done first and then possibly a, a rally at home on a surface that will work for me for mm -hmm. when I go away. Uh, at home, we kind of have to be critical of what we're doing. We just can't really do rallies for fun anymore. It's for mm -hmm. a reason. Like like you said earlier, we're, we're doing rallies for reasons. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can do a good job in Croatia and maybe there's a possibility of, of having to go on the gravel in, in the Hyundai, but look, mm -hmm. it's all dependent on how things go in, in Croatia. Yeah. I, and like you know, the, the opportunity to step into the Hyundai, like it's a car that seems to uh, you know be finding its feet in the WRC as well too. So, like you you know you've already jumped into different cars. You know you work in cars. That'll hold no real fear for you ever getting into a different car. No, not really. It's look, the team know what they're doing with PCRS and and Phil Kiss. The car is it's pretty good, and also the Hyundai. If you see what what Craig was doing in, in Portugal, not like. Only for the flat wheel, I think you would have walked away with the rally, to be honest. Like it was it was a fantastic showing. So yeah, on the tarmac as well, the car looks looks very good. So uh, we'll we'll know after the test, but I have full belief that it'll be a good package. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Connor, you want to ask that in there? Yeah, and and suppose just out of curiosity, you know, obviously uh, Phil Case is running the car and that, but is there support in the background there from Hyundai themselves? Yeah, there's uh Quite a good lot of support from from Hyundai with through Josh anyway because he's a Hyundai junior driver. So I think they're going to help with the academy now as well. And there's a possibility that something's going to come from the test in Spain with that. So yeah, they're they're definitely a good help. And I've already met the head of the customer racing as well, and he's a really nice guy, and he's really keen to get involved in in Croatia. Think you know this you know we can uh, keep this this keeps blowing my mind how what this mi academy is doing you know like you know it's already opening up doors for you there to like to hyundai like if you'd have been you know just trying to do this on your own there would be no way you would have got the end there to hyundai motorsport or anything like that there no not a chance like it, the, the amount of contacts they have already like and you have to remember this that it hasn't been going that overly long yeah. the whole academy process yeah. like so what they have achieved in such short time through Josh alone has has been mad. So if you put two cars into that, what are, what are we not going to do now? Like so, yeah, really looking forward to it. And 
cannot wait to get going. I don't know. Patrick, all I can say is the very best of luck. Uh, we keep, you know, we're, we're going to be here roaring yawn. So the very best of luck. Thank you very much. H. para todos ustedes con una destacada participación en esta versión 2023 del Rally Guanajuato México John Coyne y Aaron Tracy